This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willifier, and my program is called Body Matters. And today I've got a very special guest, I'm Justine Pike, and she is from Debron. And Justine is one of the um, senior leadership um, people there, and her parents run the church. And she and Henry, um, many of you probably know Henry Pike too. Um, our leaders there and she runs the children's ministry and um, we're going to talk about the topic truth in an upside down world and just thinking about that topic Mm. Justine it's just so true you know today in our world everything seems so permissible Mm. Um, you know wrong has become right and the the lines have just become so blurred so how do we actually raise our children in this world today and I know that you're going to touch on that in a few moments but before I um, do that I just want to welcome you Justine thank you don't you want to tell us a little bit about who you are Uh, sure Uh, thank you for the opportunity I'm very honored to be here Um, I am my parents' daughter, (laughs) raised in full-time ministry from I was four years old. So I don't know anything different. Mm. I always wanted to be in full-time ministry. Met my husband at Bible school and we joined a church in Kuruman for three years. And then my parents felt led to plant Debron 12 years ago and they asked us if we want to join them. Um, And we just felt led by the Lord that this is our path. And we moved down and the rest is history. 12 years has come and gone. We have three beautiful girls. Um, and yeah, God has opened doors in many different places. Um, we've experienced many hardships. Uh, we have gone through a few valley of deaths and God has brought us through. So, um, as we learn and grow, um, we want to share with others uh, truths that that God has instilled in our lives. And something that sparked this as well was just getting back into the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two years, I went through a very difficult time with long COVID. And when December, when God reminded me, just get back into the Word, just mm-hmm. read your Bible every day. I can promise you that's where the turning point started. Sure. And the more I got into the word, the more the truth of the gospel and the full gospel and the truth um, started stirring in my spirit again. And I think this thing was birthed out of me just getting back into mm-hmm. into the word, into the truth. And, you know, sometimes when you go through a difficult phase, and I know it, it seems like you're in the valley, but mm. sometimes it's in the valley where you learn to get to know God know. In, a, in a unique and different way. And none know. of us want to be there. And you don't want anyone to tell you that when you're in the valley. Like, I know yeah. the truth, but don't tell me this. I'm dying here. Yes. But he is so present. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he's close to the brokenhearted and the Amen. crushed in spirit. So that's when you will experience God the closest in your life. Mm. And that is so amazing. And I think you've got so much more to share with us and so much more depth. I think one gets in that time. Mm. Um, Justine, we're going to talk about truth in an upside down world. 
What is it that motivated you to start this series? And I know it's a series because this Mm. is just one part of what you have started with. And I know there's so much more to come on this specific topic. So, yeah, what what birthed this whole series? So, basically, um, we felt led to... In June, with the whole Pride Month, um, we were bombarded with a lot of stuff. And every year it happens. Mm. But this year, Henry saw the the post of Woolworths on Facebook. And we just thought, sure, we can't keep quiet. We have to speak up. We Mm. have to say something. And the thing that, that was against the truth for us, that we felt this is now becoming dangerous is their campaign slogan become an ally Mm -hmm. and we felt it's not just supporting a group of peoples and their belief system they are asking people to agree with that belief system and to become an ally and if you don't ally you are an enemy so this has become a little bit more you have to make a decision now Mm -hmm. what you believe and think about this and um I know there's a a, a movie, uh, What is a Woman, that came out a few months ago in that month, and it is a roar over the world. So the topic was hot, Mm. and we just felt we need to to put something on the table out of the church Mm. to help parents navigate because there is a lack of understanding. Mm. People don't know how to protect their children. They don't know how to teach their children. They don't know how to minister to people from the pride community Mm. in love. There's a lot of judgment. Mm. There's a lot of Bible bashing, not a lot of love. Mm. And we just saw a gap. We saw here needs to be more truth spoken, Mm. more understanding. And that's why we thought... Where are we? How are we going to reach the children? How are we going to mm. get the message to the children? We can't do it in Sunday school. So let's start a, a step up parents course. Mm. And we did our first one a few weeks ago um, and we called it Step Up Ours. And the first title was Waarheid in a Demokar Wereld, Truth mm. in an Upside Down World. Yes. Because that's where you need to start. What is truth? Who decides truth? Yes. Where does truth come from? Is it my truth? Is it your truth? Is it our truth? Because that's the lingo that is used. Mm. You do your truth. What's true for you is not true for me. That is not biblical. There's one truth. Mm. Jesus says, I am the truth. So there's one Jesus, one truth. And if anything is another truth, you can't have two truths. Mm. So one will be a lie and one will be the truth. And I think in the world today, they, and I'm talking about believers and non-believers, mm. you know, we have, as Christians, we have definite standards. Yeah. But the world doesn't have those standards. Mm. As I said earlier, it's become so blurred. Yes. And how, as Christians, you know, we have a belief system, we've got mm. a truth, and we've got a standard. Yes. And I think to to be able to bring that across where media has, has become so mm. prevalent in our times, with social media, there's so mm. many things that we, our kids are so exposed to so many things. There's mm. so many voices exactly. out there. And we as Christians, we've got a responsibility yes. towards one another yes. to be able to stand mm. for what we believe is true. Yes. If you proclaim to be a Christian, then you need to stand exactly. by your standards, by your values. Exactly. And we are allowed to be accountable yes. to one another. You have to be. Yeah. You have to be. 
And also, like you said, how do you deal with things in love? And I'm just mm. adding this because I think it's for, for the listeners out there is not to judge. Mm. You know, for people out there who are non-believers, mm. we, we don't judge. It's mm. to how do we... We, um, you know, Jesus said, I didn't come to judge the world, mm. but to save it. Yes. And your heart is to bring across yes. love, but in the truth. Yeah. And we need to stand for the truth. I read an amazing verse exactly on that last week. It's in First Timothy. Um, it says, basically, the only way you can show love to someone, mm-hmm. if you have a pure heart, if you have a clean conscience, and if you have genuine faith. It says exactly like that. Wow. So if your conscience is not clear mm. and you don't have a pure heart and you don't have genuine faith, it's impossible for you to act or, or voice love to mm. someone else. Um, and that is exactly the the place where we started with this course. So all the parents came and they were so psyched up. They're going to say all these things about transgender and gender ideology and how can I protect my child? And then I felt God saying, okay, but let's start with everyone's heart first. Yes. And I want to read you the scripture um, because the, the, the first question you must ask if you want to talk about truth is what do you believe? Mm-hmm. What is your truth that you believe? And this question uh, in Matthew 15, it says, For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. So God is telling us our nature is mm-hmm. sinful. Our mm-hmm. hearts are sinful. And if if that is the origin of truth, how can that be? Mm-hmm. How can a sinful person decide what is true and not? Because God says this is what defiles you. Our heart, mm-hmm. born again, not born again, mm-hmm. your heart is still flesh. We have to crucify our flesh every day. Our spirit is reborn, but now our flesh needs to be crucified. There's still sinful desires, even as Christians. And God said, well, let's start there. Let's mm. start with everyone's heart. Let's put the spotlight first on you, mm. that verse. First do the, the, the bulk in your own eye yes. before you show out the splinter in your brother's eye. And we took the church back. We took the parents back and said, okay, let's quickly examine your heart. How deceitful is your heart? Let's put a spotlight. And it got dead quiet. (laughs) And you know, that is so true because like, I just want to read that scripture again that you said. It's in Matthew Mm. 7, 3 to 5. It says, take out the plank out of your own eye. Um, before you remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so it comes back to the Mm. whole thing, not to judge, you know, examine your own heart. But before Mm. we go there, can we take a short music break? Welcome back to Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willieview. And the program is called Body Matters. And with me, I've got Justine Pike. And we're talking about truth in an upside down world. And we're touching on truth. You know, we're touching about on what is the world standards regarding God's standards. Mm. So let's get back onto that. Yes. Let's let's talk about the difference. Mm. So that is a very good thing. A, a good place to start is do you believe in God? Because if you believe in God, then you have to obey standards. If you don't believe in God, you're not going to obey standards. So that's always a good place to start when you speak to someone about my truth, your truth. Because if they don't believe in God, you kind of end the conversation right there. But then you can take it further and say, okay, you don't believe in God. I understand that. You don't believe in the Bible. That's fine. But... There is a a spiritual law and there's a natural law. The natural law, let's talk about um, gravitation. 
gravity, okay? So if you believe in gravity or not, it's going to have an effect on your body. Doesn't matter what mm. you believe. Yes. Now there's a spiritual law in the same way. The spiritual law is God gave the Ten Commandments because of a sinful nature. Um, he created us perfect. We fell into sin. He gave the Ten Commandments. We couldn't keep the Ten Commandments. He gave us His Son, Jesus, to pay for the Ten Commandments. Mm. Now we have to believe in Jesus, but not only believe, we have to live righteously. Mm. We must still obey Jesus. We must still obey God's law because Judgment Day is coming. Mm. That is the spiritual law. Judgment Day is going to happen if you believe in it or not. Mm. So we want to warn people and we want to say the truth is the same as gravity that it exists. That's a law God instilled the natural law the same spiritual law counts for judgment day so let's take it back to the ten commandments and you can go through a few um and it's always good to just include yourself in the in the conversation and say let me tell you about my life Mm. i'm a christian but the first commandment is you shall have no other gods before me and i can tell you there are times in my life that i place other stuff before Mm. god Mm. So I'm breaking the first commandment as a Christian. Second commandment, you will have no idols. Is there anything in your life that is more important to you than God? That if you feel, God, if this is taken away, I will not survive. My finances, my health, my money, my children, my husband. Are they idols or is God still your first love? So we're breaking law number two already. The third one, do not take the Lord's name in vain. Most people are using Jesus' name as a curse word. Most people are saying OMG. Most people are using God's name in vain. But us as Christians, we don't do that. But now we are saying we are Christians and we're not living as Christians. Mm. And we're taking God's name in vain in that um Area. Then there is, remember the Sabbath, honor your father and your mother, do not kill. But Jesus says, if you even think you hate your brother, you have already killed. Okay, so we're all murderers. Okay, great. So now it says, do not commit adultery. Well, great, I've never done that. I'm faithful to my husband. But now Jesus says, if you even look with lust towards someone else, you have already mm. committed adultery in your heart. Oh, my heart, so we're all murdering adulterers, liars, making idols worshiping other gods and then it's do not steal do not lie as a christian we don't even we can't even keep those standards Mm. it's impossible and god knew that that's why he sent jesus so this is the problem you see someone we have cancer human nature have cancer it's called sin Mm. it's going to kill us now we have a cure for cancer but people are not going to get the injection for the cure of cancer if they are not aware that they have cancer. Mm. So first you must educate and bring truth and say, listen, I don't want to scare you, but if you die without the cure, you're going to hell. Mm. That's the truth. On judgment day, God will judge you according to these 10 laws, his laws, his standards. Mm. If you believe in it or not, you will be held accountable to them. And then... If they know, if someone has seen the x-rays that they have cancer, they are more willing to take the medicine. Mm. 
But a healthy person is not going to take the medicine because I don't need it. I'm healthy. Mm. So our point is let's get people to see why they need Jesus. Mm. Christians, not Christians. Me as a Christian, I need to be saved every day. Mm. I need Jesus to help me every day. So it's not pointing to someone and yes. say, you wrong and you this and you that. Um, because there are verses like that that says, remain faithful to the the teachings um these people will not go to the kingdom of god but then it says but so were many of you mm. And the Bible does say in Romans 3.23, we all fall short of the glory exactly. of God. Yeah? None of us are perfect. Mm. We only got a perfect spirit in exactly. us. It's only because of his spirit mm. that we are perfect. Yeah. And without his spirit, we we are just open targets yeah. for the enemy to, to do whatever. The truth is not within mm. us. So beautiful scripture is the wages of sin is death. Yes. So God pays you in death. For your sins. Mm. That's the wages. Now we can't pay those wages. We all agreed, mm. everyone that listened are, are not getting some of the commandments, right? We mm. all need, mm. we all need saving. Savior. We all have wages of death against us because breaking those laws, you are paid in death. And that's why Jesus said, but I will pay the wages for you. So we mm. are in, in the, um, in prison. On our way to death row, and Jesus comes in and says, wait, I'm going to pay for their sins. Mm. I'm going to die so that they don't have to die. And we know it's in this cliche, but do we understand it? Mm. So Jesus comes, he pays our fine, and we're free to go. But now we have to believe in what he did, and we have to live in gratitude and in holiness because of it. Can we just sin now because we are paid for and we are free to go? Can we continue sinning for no Paul Paul says no surely not (laughs) just because you're saved doesn't mean you can continue sinning now because of gratitude you stop sinning by the grace of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit that's why we need the Mm. Holy Spirit because our flesh has carnal desires our heart Mm. is deceitful above all else Mm. Um, we need to to save our flesh and our soul and I mean, we all are prone, whether you're a Christian or not Christian, we are all tempted in the same way. Exactly. You know, Satan comes up with the same tricks mm. and we're all there. But the one thing we have is a helper. Yes. And that's what distinguishes us yes. from those who don't believe. Exactly. There is someone. There is the helper and it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. yes. So, yes, so that is exactly that. And I think when you come with this message, it it. it it should shock you. You should you should get fear. It's almost like being in a in a um, plane and it's on a, on its way to crash. What drives you to put the parachute on? Because mm. you think the parachute is good or a fear of not dying. So sometimes to have the fear of not dying and realizing without G- Jesus is my parachute. Mm. I don't I don't use him casually when I feel mm. like it. No. If Jesus is not in my life, I will die. Mm. And he enables me. And I love the verse that says, you cause me to walk blamelessly before you. He enables us to live the way that pleases him. We can't please God out of our own abilities. We need Jesus and the Holy Spirit to enable us, to give us strength Mm. to please him. And you know what it brings to mind? And I don't know where that scripture is right now, but it says somewhere, and I think, I'm not sure where it is, where it says, without the Holy Spirit, we we cannot over 
mother comes in. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know what, I'm a good person. Know. You know, I'm a good person and I'll go to heaven. But mm. you know what? It's because of the Holy Spirit that mm. cannot die that lives within us. Exactly. That we'll be able to live forever mm. with him. Yeah. And it's that, that whole resurrection with his spirit. Mm. And I, I think there's such a misunderstanding that people don't really realize that without Jesus, mm. without his spirit, yeah. you know, we are lost. Yeah. I mean, we're not even able to overcome yeah. sin. No. It's only through the Holy Spirit mm. that we are made righteous with He's Christ. He's the only, only way. Yes. And that we're in right standing mm. with him without having mm. to do anything. Yeah. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Mm. So, Justine, tell me, how do we approach this world where there's so many things going on? And when people say, you know what, I'm born this way. Mm. That gets thrown a lot. And I think I saw the most amazing post. (laughs) Now, Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, it can be used for good and for bad. So you must just discern (laughs) which post you are are following. Um, But there was this one post exactly that. Someone came with this question, yeah, but I'm born this way. And then the person says, exactly, that's why you need to be born again. Mm. Because our nature is sinful, evil, everyone. That is why we need a new nature. So what is amazing, if you take that argument further, yeah, but we're born selfish. So is selfish natural? Yes. So is being selfish good? If you say I'm born this way, I'm born gay. Okay, so just because you're born that way, does it make it good? I'm born um, feeling... um, uh, (laughs) This one guy said, I'm born lazy. He's sure he's born lazy. So should he just be lazy the rest of his life? Mm. Because that's natural to him. Mm. Does natural equal good? And I think that was a very good point. Um, And there's other testimony about a a minister who he suffers with same-sex attraction. He said, listen, guys, I have prayed about this. I believe I'm born with same-sex attraction. How Mm. can God allow this? How can what, what, what? And he said, but it's irrelevant. Because we're all born in sinful nature. Your sin will look different than my sin. Mm. I'm struggling with anger. You're struggling with same-sex attraction. You're struggling with alcoholism. Mm. You're struggling struggling with racism. We're all struggling with a sin. So now let's say your sin in your fallen nature is same-sex attraction. Does it mean just because that comes naturally to you that that is God's design? No. Mm. God's design was messed up with Adam and Eve. Mm not trusting God, falling into sin. So you can't take that argument because then you're placing your standard and Mm. human nature as the standard to go by and you're not using God's standard. Mm. Um, So in Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.19, it says, Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear, for some have deliberately violated their conscience consciences as a result their faith has been shipwrecked so like you said we're all tempted but Mm. the verse says in um oh i can't remember where it is i read it this morning (laughs) it doesn't matter just what it was the the verse said that we all will face temptation but god Mm. is faithful and he will always give you a way out that's true so you will be tempted to do evil be tempted to sin christian non-christian 
the devil is going to tempt you to sin. But God is faithful and he will Mm. always give you a way out. Now it's your choice. No one is forcing you. No one is putting stuff down your throat. We have a choice. Are we going to eat of the fruit of sin or are we going to trust God and use the way out? So there's a very nice analogy um, because people are very offended if you start bringing scripture about this and they're like, no, you're just shoving your truth down my throat and you believe what you believe and leave me to believe what I believe. And this lady gave this analogy about she go, she has this friend visiting her house and she goes back in the backyard and she sees there's a snake there and she c- comes back into the house and she decides not to tell a friend about it. And then the friend goes into the backyard, gets bitten by the snake, comes back, say, hey, why didn't you tell me there's a snake in the backyard? And she's like, oh, I didn't want to force my beliefs on you. Mm. I wanted to give you the grace and the freedom to experience your own truth. Mm. She says, does that sound like love? Wouldn't it be better to say, hi, I was just back there. There's a snake. Mm. Please don't go there. It's dangerous. And then you leave the decision by the person. They still have the choice mm. to, to listen to you or to say, oh, no, I don't believe you. I'm going yeah. to go back and see for myself. But then when they get bitten, it's not on your name. Yes. And I think that's where, I don't know if you've got that scripture in Ezekiel where it says you I need have. to warn them. And that, that's the scripture that comes to I mind. Have. Yes, that is a very, very deep scripture by saying, if you don't warn people who are living in sin, then they will die in their sin and their blood will be on your hands. Mm. Then it goes further and it says, if you don't warn righteous people who have stopped living righteously about their sin, they will die in their sin. This is Christians Mm. dying in their sins, Christians going to hell, Christians where Jesus say, I don't know you, but we did this and this and this in your name, Lord. That makes sense now. Being righteous and not living righteously and sinning on purpose, um, searing your conscience, if you don't warn those people, God is holding you accountable for their blood. And I just want to add to that scripture in 1 Corinthians five twelve. it says, and this is the Amplified, mm-hmm. it says, for what business is it is it of mine to judge outsiders, which is non-believers? Mm-hmm. Do you not judge those who are within the church to protect the church? as the situation requires. Mm. So there's two situations, and I just Mm. want to quickly draw the line between the two. Because the one is, as Christians, we are allowed to, we have the full right to Mm. say, if you stipulate you're a Christian and Mm. you go off the path, Mm. that we can hold you accountable to God's standards. But sometimes it's so difficult Mm. to hold people who are non-believers who don't Mm. know the word accountable to God's standards. Mm. And I believe that's where the love comes in. Exactly, That is where you come and you say, Say, look, I want to tell you the truth. Mm. This I want is to the warn truth. You. I want to warn mm. you. And it's not because we hate you, we're no. judging you. It's because we want to say, look, we've got a solution mm. to where you're at. Mm. And it's out of love. Exactly. I want to tell you, don't don't go that route. Yeah. Don't live that life. Like I was don't almost bitten there. by the snake. Let me warn you about the snake. <laughs> and I believe we have a responsibility mm. out of love. That's what yes. it says. Tell your brother in love. Yeah. And whether they choose to hear it or not, that's their choice. But you have but to we tell. as a Christian mm. cannot keep quiet yeah. 
we have that responsibility. That's the responsibility we have. And yeah. I just, just wanted to clarify mm, that. It's very so important. Don't think that we are judging, yeah. but that we are, there's a, a line between mm. the two. Judge those who claim to be Christians. We can take and say, listen, you are not living exactly. according to what you have set as yes. God's standards. But for those who don't know, yeah. we love you. We mm. want to warn you. We want to show exactly. you there is a way. There is a better way. There are so many verses where God guides you how to approach people, mm. how to share the truth. So the question should never be, should I share the truth or not? Yes. You should always share the truth. That's true. If you stay quiet, you empower the lie. Mm. And you believe and you say, Well, I don't disagree with the lie, so I'm I'm agreeing with the lie. It's, it's like becoming watching someone being <gasps> abused and not saying anything, but you become a silent abuser. So what is that? I think it's also in my notes. The the spirit it's it it is in the second um, part. So it's not in this part, but basically it's called you can go to jail for keeping quiet. Sure. Exactly what you said now. Mm. So if you see someone drowning and you have a rope by your feet and mm. you choose to do nothing, you can go, you have jail sentence for, um, it is, it is depraved indifference. Sure. Is the name of the, of the, um, criminal act. It's wow. a criminal act mm. because you're indifferent. Mm. And you're depraved. You're like, well, I don't care if you die or not. Mm. And this is what the gospel is. We have the answer. And if we choose to keep quiet, not yes. to share the truth, we are indifferent. Mm. Um, and we are, well, if you go to hell or not, I don't really care. Mm. How can God not keep us accountable to that? It just made me think of a quick story. Somewhere in a book, I don't know if it's Heaven is Real or something mm. like that, or um, where someone was just talking about going to hell. Mm. And she saw... In a vision or whatever, God took her up and she was seeing, she saw these people and she saw her neighbor. Oh, wow. And her neighbor said, But why didn't you tell me? Mm. You know, and I, and I, I don't know the full essence mm. of the story, but the, the point comes where the reality mm. is we've got people all around us. Yeah. And we don't want to sit one day and they said, but you didn't tell yeah. me, you were my neighbor, you exactly. were my friend and you never said yeah. a word. Yeah. And that is the truth. That is the truth. And we, as you said, it's not, it's we not have a responsibility. It's not judgmental. Um, God is the only judge. We're not allowed to judge, but we are responsible to share the truth. And, and amen on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So how do we keep our conscience clear and keep our faith? Yes, that's a loaded question. And it's very easy. We have to know what God's plans are and then obey those plans. So the moment, I think a lot of time, we don't feel confident in sharing the truth because we don't know what the truth is. Mm. Or we don't believe in the truth ourselves. So how can you confidently say, I have a cure for cancer, but you are dying of cancer yourself. And I think this is where many Christians are sitting. We say we have the cure, but it's not actually working for me at the moment. Mm. I'm really battling with my faith. And how are you going to cure other people of cancer if you are busy dying of cancer? So knowing God's plan. So what is God's plan if we talk about gender ideology, if we talk about pride, uh, the pride community? God is very specific. And he says in Genesis 1, 27, 28, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. He says it twice. We are created in his image. How, what is his image? He created us male and female. 
Um, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern, or another translation says, subdue it. So what is the plan of God? Subdue means overcome, quieten, bring under control. So go back to the Garden of Eden. Satan was kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be God. He was prideful. He came up against God. He wasn't willing to worship God anymore. He wanted to, to be worship as the angel of, of um, he was in charge of worship yes. in heaven. So the angel of light and all of that, he was beautiful and he got um, prideful and he wanted the worship. So God kicked him out of heaven on earth and everything was um, <laughs> dark and, and empty. empty. Thank you. And chaotic. Very chaotic. And then God decides, I'm going to make Eden in the middle of the chaos. And I'm going to put my spirit into two human beings. And my plan for them is to take back the kingdom of darkness, mm. to subdue, to quiet mm. Satan, to bring under control the chaos of rebellion. And that's what he does. He puts his spirit into Adam and Eve. And then obviously we know the story. They fall into sin and the the kingdom of darkness is taken into their lives. They lose their, they die spiritually. And now he has a plan. Jesus is coming back. He's going to reborn, be reborn in, um, spirits are going to be reborn. So if you just take back, what is God's plan for mankind is to, for one man, and one woman to be married, for them to have babies, to have a godly generation that will spread the good mm. news of Jesus. Mm. Why? Because that will subdue the darkness, that will overcome the darkness, that mm. will take back territory of the darkness. That is God's plan. So there was an awesome video clip about this lesbian um well I don't I don't know if she was a lesbian, but she was transgender and she transitioned as a male for a few months or years, I can't remember. And then someone invited her to church at a gym and she said, well, I'm not welcome in church, so mm. I'm not going to go. And then she actually goes with her to church and, um, and she has a vision in church and God shows her a man and a woman and out of the man and the woman comes light and there's children born sure. and, and it continues, continues, continue, more children, more mm. children, more children. And he shows her a man and a man next to each other and a woman and a woman next to each other with a red line underneath them. And he says, my plan cannot be fulfilled. They cannot have children. Yes. They cannot subdue the earth. They cannot bring glory to my name. My plan is go and make a godly generation. And this is the crisis of the world. The crisis of the world is sex changing little children, taking mutilating body parts that they are incapable of physically bearing children. Mm. Um, so if, if the enemy can't stop you in your mind, mm. he's going to stop you in your physical body to create a godly generation. Mm. If you know that is the plan, that's God's plan, mm. not what is his plan for my work or my calling or my this or my that. He wants the kingdom of darkness to be subdued mm. and he wants to use you in your marriage with your children to spread the light. Mm. Now, people who are not married can say, well, am I living now out of God's will? And, and that is, not the, that is mm. not the point. Mankind should live godly and spread the light. You can yes. do it married, not married. But you can't say marriage. You can't redefine marriage mm. because God defined marriage. 
And I think there's a scripture in Malachi, I think that's the whole scripture of the tithing where God says, and I require godly offspring. Yes. You know, that is his um, heart is for us to subdue mm. with godly offspring. Mm. And I, I think it's so um, difficult in, in this world where there's just, like I said, there's so many voices mm. coming mm. in, so many things. And if I think about Romans, somewhere in Romans, the whole of Romans 1, if you want to go and read Romans mm. 1, I think that will be a good place to go and start <laughs> to read. But it awesome. says they've exchanged God's mm. truth for a lie. I know. And that is sure. the thing. It's the lie of mm. the enemy that comes in mm. with a warped perception mm. of what life is. Mm. And, and, you know, as I was thinking about what I was thinking about today, and I know I'm going a little bit off track, but, mm. you know, each and every one of us, if you ask any person what they want mm. is to have peace mm. and joy and, and they want to be loved. Mm. And no you, one can deny that. That is no the, one the, can say yes. I want to live in hatred and chaos and depression. And everybody is seeking love, mm. and, and and unfortunately, in the wrong way. Yes. You know, they're fulfilling yeah. that in finding it in things and 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 mm. places. But that's only found when you live a righteous life. Yeah. And when we're talking about someone's conscience, mm. and I always joke with Shaw because um, he always says to me, "That's my husband." When I put my head down, I sleep. <laughs> and I always joke, and I say, "Because I don't have a conscience, oh, so okay. you know what? I can sleep." So a clear conscience. So that is yeah. a clear conscience, and I think that is what every believer Mm. wants but only God can give Mm. that to you Mm. you know by living a godly righteous Mm. life and um you know, sometimes when you look at people and you say, you know, I, I had a situation once and sorry, I'm throwing this mm. in, it just comes to mind where I sat opposite someone and I don't know how the conversation went, but I said, don't you want to give your life to Jesus? Wow. And he said to me, no, because I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. Exactly. And then I said, God, what do I say? And, <laughs> and you know what? The Holy Spirit just said, drop this in my spirit and said, tell him it's not, it's not about what you do or what you live is who you believe in. Mm. And I just realized when you give your life to mm-hmm. the Lord, it, it doesn't matter. God is not interested in what you do. Mm. You know what I mean? It's who you believe in. Do you mm. believe in him? Mm. And he's the one who says, I'm the one that will make you willing and able to mm. obey me. So that's you know, Even thing. in our own strength, mm. we cannot change. But now most Christians stop there as well. I believe in Jesus, so I can do anything. Mm. But it says we are saved to live holy. We are saved and called to be holy as he is holy. Mm. So there's a responsibility. Yes, you have to believe in Jesus, but these Christians going to hell. Yeah. How would Jesus say, um, people coming by judgment day saying, Jesus, we, we prophesied mm. in your name. We cast out demons in your name. I don't think a non-believer is going to do that. That's Christians. Mm. And mm. Jesus mm. says, go away from me. I don't know you. That is the, the, the scariest, most hard verse I've ever read in the Bible. Yes. And I was so frightened. Like, God, why, why? How can it not, maybe not be mm. me? How am I sure of my salvation, sure of my eternity with you? I don't want to be the one that you say, go away from me. I don't know you. And this is what he's been 
talking to us about there's a thing of being saved and believing Jesus, but there's a there's a righteous living, training mm. in righteousness mm. that is obeying. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my yes. commandments. And just coming back to that point, that's the point I wanted mm. to make. Everybody's looking for love, mm. peace, joy, but righteous living mm. produces I know. the fruits of mm. love, joy, and mm. peace that you cannot get in yeah. this world. So what does the Bible says? God is love. It's impossible to get love from any other place except from God. It's going to be distorted. Mm. It's going to bring, kill, steal, and destroy. It's going to be sinful. It's going yes. to be lustful. You can only get love from the source of love. Anything yes. else is diluted. Okay? That's so powerful. You only love, you can only receive love from God. Peace. Let's say peace. Jesus says, I'm the Prince of Peace. You can only get peace mm. from Jesus. No other place in this world can give you peace. You can have. You can do this and that and you can have this pose and you can do this ritual and you can do and it's going to calm your mind maybe or it's going to be mindful thinking or it's going to be meditation or whatever. But it's limited. Yes. And and when the next thing comes, having people going through life crises and I can testify of that. Mm. We had a miscarriage 10 years ago and my faith was shook. Everything I believed in turned upside down. Sure. And I said, I said, well, God, everything that I trusted you for, everything that I believed in is not working out for me at the moment. And the only way I could get peace back and I have peace now mm. is finding it in Jesus. Yes. Not looking for answers, but saying, I trust you. I trust you even if I don't understand. Mm. I trust you. I will understand one day. I don't understand. But if you say trust me, I'm going to trust you. You are a good God, mm. even if it doesn't look like it in the situation. So you get love from God. You get peace from Jesus. Mm. And then the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. So you can't get joy anywhere else than from God. And it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and, and peace, peace in, in the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Mm. So anything else is counterfeit. And I think the, the phrase that also gets, it's, it's very popular, love is love. I don't know if you've heard it. Everyone says it. So that is like the mantra and the motto of the pride movement, love is love. And they justify that anything goes because it's love. But their definition of love is tainted. Their definition of love is not godly because God is love. So mm. you can't say God is God. Mm. Well, God. God is God, but you don't decide what what is God and what is not. You are definitely not God. God is God. So you mm. can't change his nature. The love mm. is in his nature. You can't change his nature to allow sin, to allow this. So they have misused the words mm. and misinterpreted the words and made it um, using different words to, to say sin is normal, sin is healthy, sin is good, natural is good. It's not. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a short break and then we're going to end off shortly yes. um, 
with with the next um, encouraging word from Justine. Welcome back to Body Matters. You're with Alana Willyfree. I'm speaking to Justine Pike, and we on the topic of truth in an upside down world. And we've been touching on a lot of topics at the moment, and a lot of things going on in the world, and a lot of truth. We've been talking about truth in mm. a in a nutshell. What is the truth? What is your truth? Mm. What is the world's truth? The world's mm. standards, our standards, God's standards. And out of all of this, you know, we mm. try to make sense of bringing God's truth into mm. every situation of mm. our lives. And so, Justine, we're nearly at the end of the program. Mm. Is there anything that you would like to address mm. the audience with? Um, anything that you've got on your heart? Yeah, I just want to, I just, I just have this statement in my spirit. If you don't believe in God, he still believes in you. So don't write him off. Because he mm. still believes in you. But there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. No other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I want to end off with these. And we've mentioned the scripture, so here it is, if you want mm. to read it um, at home. It's in Second Timothy 1 verse 9, and it says, For God saved us. Saved us from what? Eternal death. Eternal death, Amen. life without him, eternity without God. Um, his wages of, um, he saved us from his judgment, his wrath against sin. So for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. You have both sides of a coin, not just one. Um, he did this not because we deserved it. No one can boast and say, I'm a good Christian, I'm a good person. None of us has deserved this. All of us fall short of the glory. All of us on a daily basis break the Ten Commandments. And even when Jesus summed it up and say, just love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. We can't even do those two. So don't say that you're a good person, you can go heaven without Jesus. You can't. You mm. can't. So we didn't deserve it, but because that was his plan from the mm. beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And then the last scripture, because you can feel overwhelmed, like, oh my Justine, where do I even start? I have so much cancer in my spiritual cancer in my body. I don't know truth and, and, and lies. I can't even discern. Um Second Timothy one verse fourteen says through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. I want to encourage you as listener, you cannot do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to be saved by Jesus. You need to believe in Jesus, what he did for you. And then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to be able to do what God expects you to do, to please him, to honor him. Um, I would like to pray for you because we need a lot of prayer. <laughs> Thank you, Father, that you are faithful. Even when we are not faithful, you remain faithful. You cannot go against your character. Lord, I pray that the spirit of truth, which is Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit, um, will fan into flame every bit of truth in people's belief systems, in their minds, in their hearts, and that they will burn of the truth, that any false doctrine, false teaching will be burnt away, Lord. We pray that you would purify our belief system, our worldview, and that we will 
only hold our standards up to your standards. Our belief systems, our will, everything, what we do, what we think, what we say, that you will be the judge, not ourselves, not the world. You would be the judge. I pray for your grace, Lord, for everyone who is still lost. Give us as Christians first the ability to repent of our sin, to live holy by your grace, by your help, and then to help others. Help us to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first, and then we can help the passenger next to us. Help us to bring life, to bring truth, and help us to do it in love. So we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Justine, thank you so, so much for coming along. Unfortunately, it is the end of the program, but I do know that I'm going to have you back again and that you've got so much more on this topic that Mm. you can share in the future. So I'm so, so looking forward to it. Mm. And so thank you once again for, for being here and for sharing God's truth. It's not our truth, no, it's not. but it's God's truth. Mm-hmm. And so to all the listeners out there, thank you for joining me again. And I'm looking forward to ta- chatting to you again next Saturday at the same time from Yolanda Willifier. Have a beautiful, blessed week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.